YouTube podcast family. What's up, man? Y'all already know Pays and Pays podcast here. Going to be giving you week 17 upset alerts. This segment has been pretty amazing since I started doing it. Uh, like I said, kind of kicking myself in the foot that I didn't do this earlier in the season. But even better, we got it now going. You can check the last previous, last videos, man. We've been rolling. I said Baltimore to win. They won. Cleveland, if you got it in plus underdogs, you would have won. And I said the Patriots. Those were definitely the main three that I did pick. And I actually picked them to win outright. So, yeah, kudos to myself on that one. This one, we have a nice slate of underdogs that are, they have the potential to win games. We got 10 of them. So we're going to talk about every 10 of them that I see that is on the upset alert. If you haven't already, please check out the last video, Week 17 Picks, the full entire slate. Please check that out. Like, subscribe, comment, pass the word around, y'all. I see people that's been watching this upset alert one. Okay? Can we get some more likes? I've seen it. I've been watching. So I've been seeing the analytics. It's it's. I think it's, it's going to be a thing. All right? But let's get right into it, though. Thursday night football, Jets, Browns, Jets plus seven. All right? I talked about why I don't like the Browns and spreads. You know, they played the Texans. They were blowing them out. I think it was 14-zip. I watched the whole game. It was 14-zip. The next thing you know, I know where kick return, touchdown. Then the Browns score again. It's 21-7. And then they score. It was like 28-7. And then all of a sudden, I look up. The Texans are within 10, 11 points from trying to make a comeback. And listen, and I, and I know it was garbage time too. So, you know, and it, even watching the game, it was a point where Jim Swartz was debating on, you know, bringing his defense fully back in the game. That's how concerned I was on that game. Now they are playing another team that has another top five defense too, right? The Jets losing that game the way they did was awful. I, you, you can't really hide that. You're up 17 zip. Just to blow a 17, you know, a double-digit point lead, you blow that and lose by one. That's, but it's Trevor Simeon. And see, that's really how I'm looking at this game. It's Trevor Simeon. I never liked this guy in Denver. I didn't like him in New Orleans. You asked me, New Orleans, he had the best talent. This is when he had Pro Bowl Michael Thomas and, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara. You asked Sean Payton as the coach, and even he couldn't win with him. Just saying. I respect the defense, but how much longer can this defense keep on? Every game, they have to be the reason why they win. Every single game is the reason why. And let's be honest, bro. Look, the one the one player that doesn't get a lot of respect that I've been seeing, and maybe he's just now starting to get the respect, David Njoku. This guy, earlier this year, got in a fire, and his face was fucking, I think it was second-degree burns. And this guy still played. This guy is tough. He, he he's, he's starting to live up to the first round pick player that he was. To me, in my opinion, arguably a top three tight end. You can argue with that, but he's definitely at least top five. We have to put him that. Um, that is Flacco's favorite weapon and Amari Cooper. So those two guys, though, is the, kind of the key. If Sauce Gardner is going to stay on Amari Cooper, I see a lot of more chances for David Njoku. He, that's been his other favorite target. They can run the ball, too. So there is some balance, man. But this is going to be a dog fight. This is the definition of a dog fight because both defenses are pretty solid. 
Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett, both of those people should be pro bowlers. Miles Garrett should be defensive player of the year. If he does not get defensive player of the year, I'm calling out the NFL being rigged as hell and it's complete bullshit. Next game, I got to talk about this one. It's only right. Lions plus six against the Cowboys. I don't like it at plus six. I would love it if it was at plus seven. I'm one of those type of people. I am kind of agreed to a certain degree. Um, so the one thing I, I had to think about after I recorded a video of the whole picks thing, I, I, I have a feeling the public is going to all go into Lions because the Lions, think about it, they've been winning now. They won the NFC North. And the Cowboys, right, they lost two in a row. And that don't really mean nothing, right? But there is concerns on both sides. We're going to start with the dog side because, you know, we have to call what it is. Look, the Lions secondary is go awful. And if you watched that last drive for the Vikings, if it wasn't for that bad pass by Mullins right there by the end zone, we're possibly talking about the Vikings winning that game because they were moving the ball down the field on this Lions defense. I think they were starting at, what, the 25, 30-yard line, and they were moving. I mean, you could just see every other play. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like, I mean, that's does that scare you when you have to worry about CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks, Ferguson, Shoemaker? That, that worries you. I think they got Michael Gallup too, right? So that should really worry you. Your secondary has been the weakest. I mean, they have probably been the weakest as far as the best teams. They've been the weakest secondary from what I've seen this year. I don't even think C.J. Gardner will come back until possibly the playoffs. So that's probably why I feel like they're going to hold off on that. But we go to the now we can go to the Lions side and go to the Cowboys. The Cowboys can't stop the run. I mean, we saw Mozart had a nice game against them. You know, and we saw what Tyreek Hill did against. They have to kind of do that with St. Brown. You've got to kind of move him around. Can't keep him on one side. You saw how Tyreek was doing the little motions and moving out. They were throwing it to him, but he was still getting five yards every time he did that. You know, you have to kind of mix it up. If you're Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, you have to kind of mix it up. Now, you do got a solid offensive line who they can maintain their blocks, the majority of the part. But how much can you maintain that when Michael Parsons is coming? Because even though they lost against the Dolphins, Cowboys. Parsons still has some impact in that game. I, I, I watched it. Uh, so if I'm them, we're going with a lot of Chase. Not Chase. Why did I say Chase? Jameer Gibbs. We're going with a lot of David Montgomery. That's what I will go on. Lean towards those guys. Because that will open up Sam Laporta, which I think this is a perfect matchup for him because you got what Vanden Bosch, whatever his name. I don't really care for him as a linebacker. He can't cover worse shit. I think that could be the guy. We know Parsons isn't a – he's not a covering linebacker anyway. So, I see that. You need to exploit that in different ways. Run the ball, play defense. Hit him with a little play action fake to the tight end. Look, I think that's the way you have to beat the Cowboys. You know, it has to be throwing the St. Brown on a two-yard play and let him do the rest. I almost feel like that has to be the recipe – because, I mean, this secondary for the Cowboys, I mean, I know Stephen Gilmore is older, but they have been getting a lot of yards last few games, too. So it makes you wonder. But it's really up to Jared Goff, I believe, at this point, too, right? Because with him, it determines that they win and lose this game on the offensive side of the ball. Next game, New England Patriots plus 11 and a half against Buffalo. I mean, come on now. 
we we saw Buffalo was easily better than the Chargers, and they let them come in that game. You know, division division foes, man. Belichick is fighting for his coach's spot. Um, now I do believe with him. The end. I heard the rumors. I don't know how true this is. I do believe he will have a choice. I do believe Robert Kraft will probably be like, look, you can coach, or you can, but you got to get rid of GM spot. You can be a GM, but you can't be a coach, because they're already saying Gerard Mayo is going to be the guy when it's the time. And I almost feel like, listen, to me with Belichick, bro, I don't think Belichick's a good GM. I mean, look, 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 look what's been happening. <laughs> you know, and shout out to Cam Newton. He talks about he's better than a lot of quarterbacks. Well, he's better than the Patriots quarterbacks they had. I mean, I kind of blame COVID season for taking him out because COVID took like, Cam Newton out. I don't think Cam Newton's been the same ever since. But enough of all of that, though. Let's go talk about right now with this Bills team. This defense is just bad. <laughs> this defense, they just lucky Josh Allen is on that team. Because if Josh Allen was on that team, they would have lost the Chargers. I'm sorry. You got to get Diggs involved. Why is Diggs hasn't done anything the last few weeks? You know, like, th- th- these are things that I'm saying that's very troubling with this team. Because how is Diggs, how is your number one receiver not even getting maybe close to about four or five catches a game? I, I, I'm just saying. And they are playing against a team who the Patriots have a good defense, you know. Ezekiel Elliott has been playing a little solid run the ball. You know, they still got Ryan Stevenson, Hunter Henry. <laughs> I think that's the best offensive player on the team for the Patriots is Hunter Henry because he's been showing out. So, you know, there is concerns when you have to play against this Pats team because this Pats team has been feisty, even though the record doesn't really show it. Next game, you know, Giants plus six and a half. I mean... I don't know if we get DeVito. I don't know if we get Tyron. So I think right now is an up-in-the-air thing. But, you know, everyone would say, of course, West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. Um, I've said it up. McVay and, and um, Pete, Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll. Those have been the two guys who have been, no matter they're in the West Coast, they find ways to win the East Coast. But in this game, man, I just – Saquon's a warrior. And, you know, he's finding ways for them to win the game. Or keep it competitive. Even against Philly, kept it competitive. You could run on this Rams defense. So I, I think it's a lot of load of Saquon. Darren Waller has been very productive lately, too. And like I always keep saying, I guess I'm going to keep repeating myself, Dabal finds ways for his offense to move down the field. We've seen it every week. No matter who the quarterback is, they have three quarterbacks. I think you can put two and two together. Next one. Washington plus 13 and a half, a lot of points against the Niners. Yes, a lot of points, but I almost feel like this is it for Rock River Bow Ron. I almost feel like this is it because now we're hearing rumors about new coaches possibly going there. Um, and if you're the 49ers, we're kind of mad that you lost that game bad to the to the Ravens. So this might be a team you just dominate, you know. Um yeah, they're they're on alert because they're 13 and a half dogs, but the secondary has been bad. The offense line has been bad. Riverboat Ron likes to point your finger at other people. I think he putting two two together, man. That's kind of a disaster setup. That's almost how I feel like at this point with this team. Panthers plus seven. I have to do it every week now. Um, yes, the Jags have been very bad lately. 
And you can't sleep on this Panthers defense. This Panthers defense is top five, top 10 at least. I've seen it. The numbers show it. It's, it's ridiculous. I know Bryce Young looked better last week, but that was against the team, that defense. Well, I will say this, though. The Jaguars don't have a good pass rush, so that that makes me wonder. It makes me wonder because they don't have a good pass defense. But, I mean, yet again, the Panthers don't have a good offensive line. You kind of wonder, right, Trevor Lawrence has to win this game, right? I mean, they've been with a two, three-game losing skid, three-game losing skid from what I'm saying. Uh, well, at four, right? The Bengals, the Browns, the Buccaneers. I feel like they're in the Ravens, so they lost four games in a row. This, this, this is a game, this is a desperation game. You know, seven points, it's a lot, but it's 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 really on a backdoor cover part for me. That's why I like the Panthers at, at plus seven. It's it's really the backdoor cover ratio because what if they do score a field goal and it's now six points? You know, I would tease I would tease um, the Jags down from minus seven to three. Must have pick them if you think at seven. That's my idea. If you're gonna like the Jags in this game, I feel like a lot of public a lot of the public will probably go into the Panthers because they've been seeing that. And one thing I will say about the public. The public has actually been pretty successful this year as far as, you know, against Vegas. They've been pretty successful this year. I will say that. But in certain spots, though, I have definitely faded the public, and it pretty much had paid right for me, right? <laughs> Next game, Cardinals plus 10 to have. I, I have to, you know. Um, Gannon came from Philly, and I always said this, right? I remember early in the season when I was talking about die ball, when that ball played the Patriots and the Bills, he has relationships with both of those coaches. He was coordinators for both of those coaches. He knows the in and out of those coaches. This is the same thing again against Sirianni, right? He, they were on a Super Bowl team that lost to the Chiefs, right? He knows everything about how he prepares his team, what preparations. Listen, I, I think that comes into a play. I'm not saying they will win this game. Ten to have is a lot. And the Eagles were, you know, they were up big against the Giants and just didn't show up in the fourth quarter, really. That kind of made me, you know, that alarmed me a little bit. But the thing about the Cardinals that does alarm me, I've been saying this all year with them. They play tough from one through three quarters. When it's the fourth quarter, you almost have to hope that they have a lead. <laughs> Or if they're down by seven, you have to hope they don't. I, it's, it, that's just how this team is, man. It's like they show up the first three quarters and the fourth quarter is like, all right, we're going to fall back. I think that's the big concern if we're going to pick the plus 10 to have on the Cardinals because I do think they cover this game, but it's just that theory that I've been seeing this year with them and they find ways to prove that wrong every time. Next game, Bengals plus seven. I mean, it goes to what I always say, right? Chiefs don't cover these big numbers. You know, Patty Mahomes now is starting to cry too much. I think that does get me. I think the the the, the lack of not having Tyreek Hill starting to show. Belenemy's not there. I do think that uh, that is kind of what's making this team kind of sluggish. Because I mean, you know, I, I 17 points. 
20 points. I'm, I'm used to seeing 35, 40 points on this team, you know. And um, the Bengals, man, they're they're going to be they're going to be feisty, man. That that defense is actually pretty underrated, even though they don't get a lot of credit for it. But you know, this is what I'm saying, man. Is these 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 big spreads, man. These seven points is a lot. It is a lot. Now, like I said, tease it, tease the Chiefs down from seven to make into a pick'em. I think that would be another great play. If we do Jags and Chiefs, and in the teaser, I, I think you'd be pretty well on that. Next game, Chargers plus five and a half. It, the the Broncos. I don't know. I only think they even have a chance to make the playoffs now. I think it was like a five percent chance now after they lost. I don't. I don't really know the mindset of um, Broncos, but you know the Eastern Stick dude. You know what? The guy. The guy. Like I said, the guy got my respect, man. The guy fought, and you know when he said in the press conference, I think before that game. You know, I'm I'm so used to winning. I mean, he came from North Dakota State. So if you know, of course, that team is the the powerhouse in Division II football. We know that. But he showed why he has some capabilities. Now, if Bailey Zappi did what he did against the Patriots, I mean, against the Broncos, right? If he did that with just Hunter Henry, I almost feel like the, Bron the Chargers have a shot to at least cover the five and a half. And you better not hope it goes to six and a half, seven, because then I might even hop on that. Five and a half is a little iffy for me. But you know, every time I seen the plus five and a half, so I went with those and I usually cover it. But this game here, I could see a game winning field goal either or. That's pretty much how the Chargers lost last week, right? It was a game winning field goal. And lastly, you got to talk about it again Packers plus one and a half. Um, I mean, this, this is, if, if they win this game, they just need to win the last the last game and they're possibly in the playoffs. This 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 is a game you can't take for granted, Packers fans. Me too. I think they can win this game. Now, if it was Kirk Cousins in the game because in the Vikings, I would be saying the Vikings, but there's no Kirk Cousins, bro. Jordan Love is better than Nick Mullins in this matchup. It's really all on can the Packers defense show up? Can they show up? It's almost similar to the Lions, where the secondary has been a bad, you know. It's, it's it's almost to that case, but this being a, a desperate game for them to win, I do find them a way to win this game. Now let's 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 look and see the possibilities who I think can win. Obviously, the Packers, what I'm looking at right here is plus one ten. I think that's a favorable win right there. Um, but let's 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 reach. Let's how about let's reach teams that I think can win. Lions plus two twenty. That's pretty solid value for the money line. That's that's a possibility. And let's see, out of this list, Chargers plus 200 will be a nice little one, too. So I'll say Packers, Chargers, Lions are the more possibility ones I think that could win outright. Now, you're talking about spreads. I love Pats plus 11 and a half. That's pretty solid. I like Cardinals plus 10 and a half, but I have to kind of debate on that. I have to kind of wait and think about that one still. Um, and obviously, I like the Packers to win the cover. I, don't, I wouldn't even do the one and a half. I'll just pick the win and cover. I'll just pick the win on the main line. So, yeah, I want to say the Pats is really the only real main underdog I like because they're double digits. But, I mean, they just have the better – they just have a better chance of covering, bro. You know, Washington 13 and a half, I'm iffy because, like I said, I think this team gave up on Riverboat, Ron. That's just how I look at it. 
Panthers plus seven, that might be another one, though. That is interesting because, like I said, the defense is pretty good. The defense is, is actually legit. It's just really can Bryce Young throw 200 yards at least. There's times he throw for, what, a buck 57. You're like, bro, you're number one overall pick. So it's really on the offensive side of that ball. But as always, guys, please like, comment, subscribe, pass the word around. This is probably the best segment on the damn show.